Hello, welcome back for the second time in my home to your home. It's my pleasure to be with you today and worshiping God through the preaching of the word. We are living in a very challenging time. And for most of us, these 12 past weeks has been pretty much locking down. We are not being able to go out. We are not able to get together with many of our friends. And for those who have not stopped even working and still working, things are not normal either. The other day, passing by a motel residential place, I bumped into a guy and I just greeted him. I was dropping someone and I said, how are you? And he answered me, living the dream. And because he laughed, I don't know exactly if he was talking seriously or he was joking, probably joking. Nobody is totally living the dream right now. Some may be, some are getting more money than they used to, are staying home with family, but most of us are struggling. I would say like this, we are living actually a Netflix show series. Every week, a new episode. A good news or a bad news. Sometimes a happy ending and then a new drama, isn't it? Being away from others, being away from church, being away from the ones we love the most, for me, is the most challenging thing. We are not being able to get together with the most people we love the most. In our series of hitting the mark of a healthy church, today's theme is Bod Building, how to grow spiritually together in a pandemic COVID-19 time. At Hilson, we are the Church of God. Not the building of 383 Hilson Street North, not even the Seed Kids Place or Benedo Elementary School, where we have been for the last years and have been very well done. Not even James North Baptist Church, just joking, doing my love here. But I'm not talking about location, a building. I'm talking about the church of God. The church of God is us. We are his people. In Ephesians 2.22 says that in him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. In order to understand better in how we are established together by God's grace for the purpose of worshiping Him into a dwelling place by His Spirit, I want to invite you to open your Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 27. I'm going to read, and you can listen, or you can read together at your home. For just as the body is one, and has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many are one body, so also is Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit 
into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Indeed, the body is not one part, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God has arranged each one of the parts in the body just as he wanted. And if they were all the same part, where would be the body? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that are weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that would consider less honorable, we clothe this with greater honor. And our unrespectable parts are treated with greater respect, which our respectable parts do not need. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable, so that there will be no division in the body, but that the members would have the same concern for each other. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. In order to understand how we gonna be stronger together, I'd like us to see three things that probably the apostle is talking about here that can help us to grow together. Let me explore three statements from the text that should help us to grow spiritually together. First, we are equally important, unity in diversity. Verses 14 to 16 will tell us that. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not an end, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it less a part of the body. We are, brothers and sisters, weakly important. 
You are important. You have a great significance for God. And He values you in His eyes. We are part of Christ's body. Paul has some scenarios in here that convey his outlook in this disharmonies in the Corinth church. He wants to address them to this understanding. They should not be divided. They should not argue with each other. They should not try to be alone. They should come as many into one body. First, Paul's Imagine here that the part of the body, or some of them, were thinking too lowly about themselves. They didn't think they were important at all. He says, a foot may say to itself that does not belong to the body because it's not a hand. Even so, even if it thinks this way about self, it does not cease to be part of the body. And the same way is true with the ear. So Paul's analogy in here meant that Christians, you and I, are not cut off from the body of Christ because we think we have no importance or place of service. Each part, Paul is telling us, of the body makes unique contribution to the whole. How foolish would be for the body to be one part? In this pandemic world, we should be reminded of our true value and how we are important and need to the good of others. At this moment, we all are taking turns to reach others, those in most needs. You are maybe the neighbor of my parents, my mother. You are the counselor maybe of my son. We all are in a strategic place to help those in need physically and spiritually around us. How can you be a blessing to my brother and sister in Christ and to my neighbor? According to Paul, using God's gifts in this time of crisis. Let me, let me give you some examples of the Word of God that is going to make it clear how God uses small things, little things, through His power that others can benefit. Let me take you to Exodus, to Moses, in the chapter 3. When Moses was asked by God to go and talk to Pharaoh and to let the people of God go, God said, go and tell Pharaoh. For God just need to speak up through Moses. That would be enough. Somehow Moses, Moses heard that, but maybe not believe in it. So God thought he should use his mouth. He did it, but he was not confident about it. And he says, but what if Pharaoh wouldn't hear me? What if he wouldn't believe me and obey? He trembled 
and said to God, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? I stuff, he replied, to make the long story short. With this stuff in his hand, he showed God's power to Pharaoh and to the Egypt. First, his staff became a snake. Later on was the tool for the ten plagues to come. And then later on, it opened the Red Sea. Others also were used by God through their hands. David also used his hands. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 17 that he killed a lion and he killed a bear to protect the sheep of God. And later on, he defeated Goliath, the giant, the Philistine, with a sling in his hand and a little stone in the name of the Lord. Elijah in 1 Kings 17, 18 and up, we see the miracle of the multiplication. Elijah and the widow of the seraphim. She had only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug, only enough to make one bread. The prophet Elijah asked her to make him food. She said, I only have that says, don't worry, make it. I'm going to eat, and your son is going to eat, and you're going to eat. And this food will never end until rains again. God used little resources through her hands and her heart, and he made a miracle in that time. Remember the teenager that were among the multitudes in the Sermon of the Mountain, what he had? He had five loaves and two fishes. They found it. He gave to the disciples. They brought to Jesus. And in Jesus' hands, he multiplied those breads and fishes. And they fed 5,000 men plus women and kids. The last example, I would say, is in Acts 9, about Dorcas, or Talitha. This sister, who is called a disciple, she passed away. She was dead. But she was so important for God, for the kingdom of God, that she could not stay dead at that moment. She was raised from the dead. Through Peter's prayer unto God and before God, she was brought back again. What? did she do? She used her hands to bless the poor. And with her needle in her hands, she made clothes for the poor and for the prophet and the disciples. How are we using our hands? What do you have in your hands? Do you have cooking abilities? Are you using this in the pandemic to save lives? to bless lives, to cheer somebody up in these depression situations? 
Do you have a pen? Are you good at typing? Your skills? Can edify, can construct something in the kingdom of God? Put it in perspective. What hands can do? What mouth can do? What can you tell others? What can you teach? What can you sing? This is how we can build each other spiritually and together. We can build up the church of God and we can build up others, outsiders in this time. Paul says in first, sorry, Paul says in Colossians 3:16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Brothers and sisters, you are unique. You have talents. You have abilities. You have gifts from God that are singular and should be used especially in this time. Elani is preparing two meals a week for those who are suffering, for those who are alone, for those who are poor, for those who are depressed. Every week she tells me when she's gonna buy stuff and she prepares, we tell those people and I deliver. There are some, they don't need a full meal. They are not starving, but they are down. They are sad. They are desesperated. What she start doing, and I'm doing this since start the pandemic, she's making bread every week and some Brazilian savories. She makes either sweet bread or home bread, and I take to them. And you know what we get back? Their smile. They write to Elaine's back. They say, how sweet, I was blessed. I can see the love of God in your hearts. You can do that. Everyone can do that. You can prepare a dessert. You can make a homemade bread. You can give some meals for those who are in need or will be cheered up. Small things in love to share the love of God. So don't undervaluate you because you're not in here preaching or oh, whatever you could do before at the church is not possible now. But you can be creative using your hands or your mouth or your ears or your eyes or your feet to bless others. Don't say, I'm not important. So then we come to the second point. So first, we have to understand we are important. Now, we have to understand that we are indispensable. We are not only important, but we are indispensable. Verse 17 to 20 says this. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If 
all were a single member, where would be the body? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. You are indispensable. It means you are absolutely necessary, essential, crucial, key, vital, called for to work and to function well in this time. This is the second scenario Paul sees that we are not all one as members, but as the body of Christ. But we need the participation of each other. He says, if we all were eyes, where would be the sense of smelling? So Paul now is addressing the understanding of the spiritual gifts. He says before, verses 1 to 11, there are all gifts that communicates God's word. There were reflection gifts that understand the depth of the word of God and the situations in life. And there were the operational gifts to serve him. But now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed us together. We need each other. What the apostle is saying is that we are different. If I am a eye, I should not desire to be the ear. If I am a hand, I should understand I'm important and I should not desire to be the mouth. We are different. We are not the same. And we are all necessary. We are all indispensable in this body of Christ. We all complete each other in the sense that the part by itself is nothing. All parts together are the representation of the broad body of Christ, the church of God. I am perhaps the eye, but I need the mouth to say what I see. The church needs pastors and elders as much as the worship leaders and singers, the deacons, the leaders of a small group, the nurses, the social workers, the healers in all senses, the greeters, the hospitality centers, the accountants, the donors, the sponsors. I am not a church. I am a part of it. I am a member of it. We are. We are the church together. The church needed Peter and James to reach the Jews. And they needed Barnabas and Paul to reach the Gentiles. Every church needs elders and pastors, so deacons, to be running the church. But the church also needs the people. They need the houses, big and small. They need those who are going to serve the tables. They need those who are give their hands to the poor. Wealthy homes, modest homes to spread 
the good news. And the only reason the gospel spread to all Roman power, even before the fifth century, is because all of them were tools and all their houses were churches. One needed the other, even though some were more exposed than others, some were apostles, some were pastors, some were evangelists, but all of them were equally important and all of them were indispensable through the power of the Holy Spirit. For we were, verse 13, baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one party, but of many. We don't know exactly when this division started. Wasn't like that in the Old Testament, but somehow from the old to the new, those classes, status, divisions were seen in the church. And Paul is addressing, saying, one need the other, all are indispensable. And third and lastly, we are incomplete. We are not sufficient. We won't be enough being apart. We should be a whole. And sometimes we have those in those first two scenarios that think they are not important. And then you see the second scenario, one wants to be the other one, forgetting that both are indispensable. And the third scenario are those who think they are better than others and they could do everything by themselves. They could function as a whole, and that's wrong. So we are incomplete alone. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Here is the third scenario that some may think highly than others. If an eye says to the hand, I have no need of you, it wouldn't be saying, I am better than you. Paul nevertheless says, the eye cannot say to the hand, and neither the hand cannot say to the feet, I have no need of you. Probably at the Corinth church, Though there were those who would feel inferior to others, but others who would feel superior than the others. And Paul is actually saying that in the kingdom of God, there is no such a distinctions. All are important, all are indispensable, and we are incomplete by ourselves. And if there is somebody forgotten, those will be the ones that Paul says that should be honored. If the kingdom has less other ones, the ones that are not seen, those who are weaker, those who feel ashamed of it, or just unknown in the same way as the body, the Bible says they are given the most importance and honor. One cannot say I'm not more important than you, or I don't need you, but on the contrary, those who think that should be there for God 
is important as or even more a finger that normally is not the best part of our body or the most beautiful is the one who receives the ring the foot or the feet that are not the most nice ones in most of people are the ones who receive sandals, shoes, or sneakers, nice ones. The hidden part, the less honorable, receives clothes. You see, and all parts that think less honorable, we treat with special honor. Concluding. The church consists of multiple of distinctions individuals different from each other as hands and ears and eyes. And at the same time, for all of their difference, they are all unified in Christ. How can we go together in this pandemic time? First, acknowledging that we are important. We have a unique role play. As simple as it seems to be, we have a singular contribution for the good of someone I can read a Bible to someone. I can understand and explain what is written. I can sing to someone. I can cook and present the gospel. We are indispensable and dependable. Do not give a foothold to devils. Do not listen to his lies saying you cannot. Do not be afraid of helping and blessing others with precautions, of course. You are not less, you are not more, and even, even if you are the forgotten ones, God can put you up. Maybe there are many Joseph's in prison right now. I'm not saying that being home is in prison. But you cannot go out, you cannot buy stuff, you cannot work properly, you cannot make your money. Maybe some of you feels like Joseph and is taking longer. But you know what? It's not forever. God may exalt you to a special task. Do not give up. Maybe today you cannot do this, but tomorrow you will. Take this time to sharpen your axe and he will do the work. Thirdly, go to our website, hilson.ca. See the many opportunities we are offering. Tell your friends, use your media communication to reach others, Facebook, Instagram, Bible project I've been using to my kids. Gather three or four friends and maybe make a tour with Pastor Paul to the church and get enthused about it and what we can reach soon. Fourthly, do something worth with your time and Jesus will reward you even for a glass of water given in his name. God bless you.